Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Again, someone you would not mess with. Yeah, I reckon I'd prefer to fight a small bear <laughs> than an angry, naked, rush do record. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, the weekly podcast from Mundial Magazine that will not be talking about anything that happened at the weekend, unless, of course, Seb has been chucked out of another ground for crimes against the police. (laughs) (laughs) Seb's been rolling down the stairs with a bobby at the weekend, you will know about it. (laughs) Another one! Yeah. Not another one. We are Mundial, as I said, quarterly magazine, podcast producers, documentary producers, events doers, social posters... Social social justice warriors. Oh yeah, I mean we did get yeah we did get called once another out, outlet for leftist dribble, and then we did a t-shirt about it that we were mentioned in the Times, weren't we, about supporting Jeremy Corbyn? We got called another, and then someone we retweeted it, and someone said another outlet for leftist dribble. Maybe it was the Kursky. Hasn't done very well since, has he? No, <laughs> it's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So and the. the <laughs> There's loads of football anniversaries on the day this podcast is released, <laughs> August the 31st. Um, but we're not going to talk about any of them because it is also the anniversary of Thomas Edison receiving a patent for a forerunner of his motion picture camera. Ooh. And without any of that, we wouldn't have cinema as we know it. So, in the spirit of all things film, today I have with me Mundial co-founder Seb Full Metal Jacket White. <laughs> that is his rifle... <laughs> That is his gun. <laughs> this is for fighting. This is for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Over there, we got producer Tommy, crazy, stupid love Stuart, oh, yeah. a man for all seasons and seemingly every fucking dating app, the greedy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and next to me, Mundial Features editor James, the full Monty Bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe in miracles since you came along, James. Oh, because you'd have where to... did you come from baby isn't there a full Monty series now yeah but I, I'm not going to watch that yeah, no. Yeah. no no it seems unnecessary but How but it's got them all back know? in it yeah has it yeah oh I will watch it Robert then. Carlyle's in it um, the, the teacher oh I don't uh, know Lompey yeah. I thought it was just loads of uh, Hollyoaks characters the fellow who was uh, dancing <laughs> in Fools and Horses no 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 it's all of them Gary Lucy but oh. I think the same thing's happened <laughs> yeah. I think the same thing's happened again <laughs> yeah <laughs> We spoke about Will Miller a couple of episodes ago, didn't we? And I'm your host, Mundial Editorial Director, Owen, insert film here, Blackhurst. Any, anything, 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 anything? Gotta be quick, gotta be quick, gotta be quick. One flew over the cookie's nest. Ooh. Bit obvious. Throw the ball, Owen. Yeah, yeah, get it, bit obvious. James was only allowed to watch one one film when he was growing up. Uh, Seb? (laughs) Uh, I don't like being put on the spot like this. Um, Oh, no. Tommy? Let me think. Apocalypse now. Colonel Captain Kilgore. Terrifying. terrifying yeah terrifying both terrifying. of those are a bit much I think yeah. is it? good film though both. Soccer Dog <laughs> <laughs> can any of you guess the film I have watched most in my life Die Hard 
Nope. One one clue. One. It's not no. pitch perfect. No. No. Dumb and Dumber. No, something Matt. I fucking hate Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Maybe me. <laughs> I saw it twice at the cinema. I love that film. I can't stand Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Um, I only like Jim. I don't like Jim Carrey unless he's acting. Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind, mm, Truman Show. I like. Oh. Yeah, very good. good, great film, great film. Andy, uh, the Andy Kaufman. It's, it's Greece. Back, no, it's Back yeah. to the Future. Oh, oh, oh god, you have told me that before. It would be easier to just say Owen Pulp Fiction. Teen Wolf. Mm. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Owen. T- okay. <laughs> the one football anniversary we are um, mentioning today is that in 1899, uh, a couple of years after Thomas Edison got his uh, patent for that camera. Um, Marseille were formed. So we're all wearing Marseille shirts today. I mean, we've got some banging shirts on. I have got, I believe this is the um, third shirt with Khalifa Airways on it from um, 2001, 2002. And I don't know what they did in that season because I haven't had time to read the script notes and uh, (laughs) Seb's too lazy to put them in the script. (laughs) A lovely shirt though, a really deep, rich blue. Mm. Uh, The baggy sleeves of the time. Um, I mean, a a fucking great sponsor. A gigantic Great sponsor. sponsor with a swooning eagle. A very short-lived sponsor as well, Khalifa Airways. It was a passenger and cargo airline based in Algiers. This airline serves internal routes within Algeria but also along uh, Africa, Europe and the Middle East. But it was only uh, around from 1999 to 2003. There you go. Short lift. Now, uh, next to me, James, is in... Um Oh, it's fair to say it's a bit of a hodgepodge. I'll be honest, it's it, it's probably the worst Marseille shirt I've ever seen. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's it's giving it's giving Nick Faldo. It's giving Sandy Lyle. <laughs> yes. See, yeah, I like the I like the diamonds. You look a bit like a tragic caddy from a World War Two film. As well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing that I do like about it, oh yeah, is this little. Oh, hello. That was a real mark of quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they had those those silver badges, badges on you, squidgy. Adidas got one on it. In the no, bottom, in the, in the bottom right, which looks a little bit like the uh, Jabulani that? football. It's very nice. When's it from again? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Blimey! Sponsored so, by Pringle. Four right. Yeah, I'm going to go to Very t- Pringle. Very Pringle. It is four right. As, as I said, it's giving Nick Felder, Sandy Lyle, Il Musnum. Take your pick, yeah. Tommy. You have got the shirt on. <laughs> Tell us about it. It's white, it's long-sleeved. I always love a long-sleeved shirt. I'd always buy it if it had the option. It has Panasonic on the front. It's the Panasonic shirt. It's the Panasonic shirt. It's Chris Waddle. It's Jean Tagana. It's European Cup, 1990, 1991. It's white, it's long-sleeved. It's got the sky blue detailing on it. Panasonic sponsor. And it's beautiful. It's my favourite shirt I've worn so far. It's in great nick as well. The sheen as well on it. That's what the shirts used to be like, wasn't it? The sheen in the background. Seb's touching me right Sorry. now. It feels good. No, the, no. The, the colour's good as well. It's a real good one. And uh, moving on to Seb, it's um, it's a Puma shirt, so so not Adidas. And I think he's chosen this because it's got Uber Eats on the front and Seb is a, a big fan of Takeaway. But yeah. Very recent, forgot. that is. It's, it's 2019. Yeah, yeah, 2019 to 20 season. The pattern is based on the, the, on the stadium. On the stadium, yes, it is. Which, which I believe you've been to, Owen. I have I've been. Not, I've not been and I really want to. Of course, we, James has been. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about James. We'll later. talk about James. I have been to Stad Velodrome. I went with Dan to watch Portugal v Poland in the Euros. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, fucking after the game. <laughs> Marseille obviously being the scenes of one of um, England fans' um, worst rioting in the 1998 World Cup. We'd, I'd been to Marseille a few a few weeks before those Euros and said, those plastic chairs, you know, they will be going everywhere, obviously. Anyway, me and Dan tried to go for a beer after this game. We walked into a bar full of Poland and Portuguese fans. 
or drinking beers. We were going to sit there and eat as well. It was on the long walk back from the stadium. We were going to go into Viewport, but they were sending the water cannons down there. We just thought, it's just not worth it. And um, we were the only people they gave plastic glasses to because we were English. So we ordered two bottles of rosé and had to get wine glasses, so that was fine. And did not chuck them at anyone. But, um, but yeah, I love um, Marseille. Great place. Great stadium. French armed police do not fuck about. No. They are. They look like the Gallic version of the Clone Wars. Just lots of big, <laughs> yeah, big they... men with big noses in big helmets ready to break bones. Bastards. Really yeah, they have bones. done. Yeah. Remember Dimitri Payet scoring some good goals did, in yeah. that shirt? He did, yeah. He is. Yeah, he did. He did score that. He did score some. Like I like what I like about it is the uh, get the badge in Puma. Little, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's another Puma logo on the sort yeah, of shoulder sleeve. It looks like the C. It does. Marseille, uh, a, a great club, an emotional club, a great city, port cities, as, as we all know. Uh, one of my favourite Marseille things I ever did was save a model from getting um, kidnapped on a boat, actually, after a shoot in Marseille. Male model. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Who turned out to be a maniac, actually. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. But um, he was, yeah, he was off looking for... Um, <laughs> real he was he, he was off looking for accelerants. Okay. For his evening after yeah. um, after drinking too much. Not too, diesel. Too quickly. <laughs> no. And got onto a boat. And I went out on the boat and um, they were just closing the doors and, uh, and started doing things with ropes. And I said, <laughs> come on, <laughs> let's get you out there and dragged him back into the bar. Fucking Had a great time though. Had a great time. Tremendous train station, Marseille as well. One of the best. One of the best French train stations. Look, oh, yes. Looks down over the looks city. The king, great for a shoot. The king of the train stations. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> no, not a bad shout. It probably is up. It's definitely up there, isn't it? We support these. We support these. We support these now. We support these now. We support these now. Is uh, big blue bastard Sebastian White. You are, yeah, you are, yeah, you are, yeah. <laughs> well, I bet he said White. Yeah. Hey. Son of Dennis White. Son of Dennis White, yeah. Pen pal of yeah, Cass yeah. Pennant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. All true. All true. Right. Baffling. Recently, I was uh, doom scrolling and I uh, got uh, alerted to a post from the Guna fanzine that had basically. Has said an, it said important announcement, the Guna fanzine, important announcement. And I was like, oh, no, another fanzine, another football fanzine, historic football fanzine has gone to the wall. But actually, it turns out they decided to crack on because they did a bit of a fundraising effort. Didn't quite get the money that they wanted, but then just decided, no, I'm going to crack on. So that got me thinking and got me to, and talking to various people. My We Support These Now this week is printed football fanzines in the year 2023. You oh, made yeah. that complicated, didn't you? I did make that complicated. <laughs> I've obviously done one before, so I know what it's like, but that was in the early early noughties. Some might say we're still doing one, but go on. Yeah, well, that's, that's arguably true. Can I just say, so when you said that they didn't reach the... Uh, the fundraising yeah. total. Yeah. I just immediately thought of the bar from EastEnders singing at the bowls, going, "We're gonna do it anyway." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, has anyone been to Barioke? <laughs> it's meant to be quite good, isn't it? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, do he, it? he tours the country doing Barioke. Yeah, yeah. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, it's been in <gasps> Tumbridge Wells Tumbridge. three times. I haven't been able to get in <laughs> Tumbridge Wells. Anyway, the times have obviously changed since the early noughties since I was doing it, and the world has got even more technical, and there's more, you know. Sh- there's, there's loads of stuff online and loads of ways to find information online. But I really do believe that f- football fans still have a place. And I thought, 
I should chat to a few of the people that are still making football fanzines in, in the year 2023. And, and Leif from the Guna fanzine, who was, was one of them. Leif Youssef, editor of the Guna, owner of yeah. the Guna, I think he is. Owner of the Guna now, is, yeah. He's one of the great men in football. I um, I've known Leif um, for a long time now. I don't see him very often anymore, but he came um, into Sabotage Times. I think he's about the same age as me or a little bit older. And he was looking to leave a life working in the city because he was miserable and hated it to become a journalist. And he was so desperate to do that. He took a huge salary drop. He was doing work experience fucking everywhere. I have never, mm. ever, ever, and I've seen a lot of people work hard and I've done it myself and I know people around this table work hard. I've never seen anyone work hard with such a zeal at such a, a more advanced age to go from doing something he hated to doing something he loved. And then he worked on sports desks at small papers and I know he does stuff for the Morning Star now. Yeah. Um, and he he, he he just continued to write and 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 then ended up getting hold of the Gooner. So I just wanted to say that there's a reason the Gooner is, you know, yeah. it's going to continue. It's because of the belligerence of someone like Lathe who will keep pushing it and he's out there selling it. I know he's not the only one, but I just thought it's saying that, you know, he, there's a lot of people who... Um, Get jobs in journalism because, you know, their dads had the column before them. No names, Giles Curran. Um, <laughs> or because a bit of the old school network or, yeah. or whatever else. We all know journalism is a very one-dimensional place, certainly in, in newspapers and the like, and it's a very it's a very white place. But Leith, I believe, is half Iraqi, half Irish, or half Iranian, half Irish. If I got that wrong, Leith, I do apologise. But the, the time you told me the story, you bought me back 14 pints of Cronenberg. Oh. And uh, Leith, Leith is also not only one of the nicest places in journalism, yeah. but a pint chopper of, <laughs> of some repute. Is he? Eats pints, yes. We interviewed him for the Man United Arsenal Ivory thing, didn't we? And not only did he provide amazing copy, he causes to have extremely bad hangovers the next day because he was so much fun he goes and watches England doesn't he he's always gone and watched England as well so yeah he's, he's, he's been going Arsenal and England away for got. fucking 40 years he also yeah. and I love him for this calls Arsenal the Arsenal in every post yeah. or every way he speaks anyway sorry back to fanzines but I thought worth calling out one of the good guys yeah so I mean they've been going since the Guna fanzine has been going since 1987 and Leif has obviously been involved in it in, in, in the past but he's taken it over and he is going to keep it going despite um, not quite reaching their target which is sad in one way because I think in the announcement that he made, he basically said, you know, there's tens of millions of Arsenal fans around the world and we've only got 750 people prepared to pay for this sort of high quality, you know, considered, you know, he, as he said, it's a platform it's, it's a platform for Arsenal, for intelligent, dedicated Arsenal fans. Doesn't mean it's the only one, but that, it's, it's a good one. I mean, we've dealt with a couple of people who do great blogs and I know Tim Stillman and people like that do great stuff online. Um, but, the fact that he's keeping it going is fantastic, and he's he's he those there's 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 two type of fanzines I'm going to talk about. The ones that have been around forever, like the Guna Red News 1987, the Bradford fanzine, the City Gent has been around for 90, since 1984, and has done 238 issues. You know, well, the stories and the thing about fanzines, they tell you exactly what's happening there and then by the people that go week in week out. I'm not going to necessarily comment and bring into into this what what other people are doing now in more, in the modern age, but there is definitely a place if you want to find out what the hardcore match match going fan is saying. You buy a football fanzine, yeah. And I think there's a reason why fanzines are still happening now. I spoke to the Brighton and Hove Albion fanzine Dogma, and he said there's a misconception that producing a print fanzine is an inherently retro exercise. Great fanzines are alive, and the editorial sits in a space that nothing on the internet can accommodate which is a very good point, I think. You know, I was making mine on publisher and sticking and photocopying. You can make these things look 
look great. So there's, there's, there's another reason for doing it. One of those fanzines is My Only Desire, which is a Charlton fanzine. I think issue they've been going a few years. I think they may have they won the fanzine of the year award. Like a so. genuinely brilliant looking and brilliant reading Br- uh, exactly. experience for all football fans. If you, if, oh, not all football fans, for football fans who take an interest in slightly behind the scenes or you know proper stuff, they said fanzines should be collectible, nostalgic, like vinyl, which people have said about Mundial before, and it's probably one of the, the nicest things I think about it, you know. But irreverent, entertaining, and surprising as well. Yeah, so I think. You know, you're all thinking of letter sets and, and black and white photocopy. Mm. There's not. These are proper magazines and they take an awful lot of effort. And fanzines back in uh, the ones like the Guna, United We Stand, Red News and all that, they were done on letter sets, which were essentially, was it like tracing paper where you would mm. you would rub <clears throat> rub the ink onto a piece of paper, essentially, before computers. Like Xerox, isn't it? Yeah, they were obviously t- done on typewriters and things like that. We live in a different age now where you can do pretty much anything and I think that's been reflected in the quality of the output, you know, visually, certainly. Um, but there's also people doing this, still doing fanzines, at the lower end of the scale. You know, we know Matt O'Connor Simpson, who does one for Gosport Borough. You know, he's not going to be selling loads. What's it called? Private Life, that's it's it. called. And he says, the re- I asked him, tell me in 30 words, no more than 30 words, why you do it. And he says, non-league staff, players and volunteers work really hard and they deserve to be celebrated, lampooned and eulogised just like their Premier League contemporaries, hmm. which I thought was a really nice way. That's of great. It. God, he's, he's not looking for a job, is he? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our features editor's getting a bit green around the gills these days. <laughs> <laughs> Complaining about being the oldest player on the pitch. <laughs> and I spoke to the guys at Mud Hutter as well. And there's... Oh, Mud Hutter. I yeah. used to, we used to do, um, they used to, he used to write a lot about Wigan Force for Sabotage Times yeah. and also some, some great things. And Didn't he do a book about pies? They did, yeah, he did a Mar- yeah, uh, Martin Tarbuck did a book about the, basically the best pies in the country and went round and ate loads of pies. We've, we featured that in the magazine. Life of Pies, we did, didn't yeah, we? Martin's yeah. a great bloke. They're yeah, really, yeah. really good, really good. They're bloke. all good people. And um, So what am I saying here? I'm saying... A lot, Seb. I am saying a lot. <laughs> I am saying a lot. There's a reason why these things are still going. There's a reason why these things should still be supported. You'll be fucking sorry if you stop buying tangible fucking things and just keep reading the yeah. same old shit yeah. and keep relying on fucking clickbait links for stuff to read yeah. you'll be fucking sorry because at the end of the day we will get further and further and further and further dumbed down and there'll be no good stuff left so fucking support art and yeah. especially independent art exactly and exactly that in independent art and especially at matches doesn't matter if you're not a fan of the team or that it's the opposition buy it because you're supporting someone who's making a bloody good go and I will only say the last thing Darren, who's a big fan of uh, Mundial Mag, but he does his own fanzine called View from the Allotment End which is the fanzine for North Ferriby he says, and he said it very simply and, sh- and shortly, the feel of turning a page is better than scrolling on a screen. And it is, and That's you know, I'll give it that, can you? And I think when we, when we, you know, when we we sort of redesigned our front section a long time ago, or when we've constantly looked to it, we've always wanted it to be more like a more like a fanzine, and it can't be for one particular club, but it always tries to cram as much in there and mm. as much sort of irreverence and, and fun stuff and, and random things as we can, because that's the type of things you want, right? What I would like to say that I don't think we've touched on is how uh, fanzines are essentially a counterculture to the mouth, mouthpiece that you hear from the club and then the mouthpiece that you hear from the general media, and I think that that's what, what, that's what keeps them crucial, because you mm. always want to hear 
something from what you said the hardcore people the people that go to um, every game yeah. or whether it's the volunteers or the people who will tell you if they're sitting on crack seats and if the fucking things aren't yeah, working exactly. properly if exactly. they're being treated by way games. exactly so exactly. like there was there was a, a fanzine for for wolves called a load, a load of ball, ball. Yeah. yeah a load of ball that finished probably 10 years ago it was a it was a good one that it was fucking brilliant it was great and i just think that that having a voice not for the you know the maligned but having a voice that is counter to what the club are telling you and to what the general media are telling you is super important and when you start to lose that then you start to lose the essence of what the game is it's not so fucking like remote controlled you know yeah allowed to laugh at itself if imagine more football clubs that were were a bit self-deprecating about oh oh, yeah imagine how much more fun the game would be exactly it's it's a surprise and i'm saying this in a football podcast but it is a fucking surprise you carry on loving the game yeah, because it can be so fucking anodyne and you know sterile. And, oh yeah. God, yeah, and, and and you know, and that is why more people do push towards non-league, right? Because there's there's more characters run throughout them, and you're closer to them, and they're closer to the pitch, and they're closer to each other, and you get more of a more of a spirit. And but I suppose you get that on you know with away fans and going on buses and and, and whatever else. But yeah, like you're saying about Leith, and if you want to get into this into football sort of journalism or, or football writing or writing in general, it will get you notice. It will look at Andy Mitten, you know, well, and Leith. Exactly. If it's on paper and and in your hand, then it, it's a lot better than a. You know, don't get me wrong. There's obviously good writing online, but the consideration that has to go into it, knowing that it's going to be read two, maybe two months time, for example. Yeah. You know? Chris, yeah. Like, yeah. Chris Taylor, who writes for Mundial quite a bit, his pieces in United We Stand are, are, are brilliant. Are brilliant. Yeah, I am one of the proudest I've ever been of anything. Actually, was when I went to Leith's book launch at Pybury Corner. Oh, it's not there anymore, unfortunately, is it? No, about no. 10 years ago, which was the Arsenal Pie Shop, Yeah, um, which did some great stuff. And yeah. um, I had a lovely um, thanks in the front of his book. That's really nice. Oh, sick. Well, yeah, he's a good guy, isn't he? Clearly. Yeah. No, he, he is. He and is a, a talented guy, guy and, and fair play to him for just going, actually, and I think he said in the voice message to me, fuck it, let's just crack on and keep doing it. Good. We stopped printing Mundial in, in a, yeah. uh, at, at a period, and it, well, it was really hard, and we sort of glossed over it and, and, and carried on because we had you know wages to pay and things like that. Yeah. But the reality was we didn't want to stop. Yeah, and especially modern football now, games get rearranged at a moment's notice. You don't know if you're going to be able to sell away games over-policing. Over they don't even know if they can sell the bloody thing when they've actually gone to the effort of making it, printing it, paying for it. So, it, yeah, if you can, please do support them. Fanzines. We support fanzines now and forever. Definitely. Welcome to Valleywood. Go on, Birdo. (sighs) You ain't being a Valleywood man. (laughs) Nice. It's my favourite part of the week. I haven't got one yet. You have? You did a good one last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. Yeah! Welcome to Valleywood! <laughs> the bizzer! Have you worked on Axel Rose yet, Tom, or not? I've retired it. You've retired I've it? Retired. I need a new one. I'll think about it. Yeah. Oh. You, Elton John. <laughs> Elton John? <laughs> Vic Reeves, though, that. Yeah. Ollie! Ollie Woo! Because <laughs> I'm in Valleywood! That's... Rocket man, if, yeah, we're wondering which. Yeah, well, shit. Um, <laughs> um, uh, it's me. <gasps> I'm talking about. Well, it's not me actually. I, it's not me scoring a volley and uh, talking about okay. it, which is which is a shame. But yeah, it is me this week. Um, give this kid the pushcast was a, a, a wildly successful um, tweet we did a few years ago. So yeah, it's a kid playing in the street. The bu- <laughs> he freezes on um, a curb. 
holds the position. F- people forget he's there. Um, the ball gets lobbed up the pitch. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, isn't it? And, and he essentially croifs it into a very small net and then does the uh, sweet celebration. Yeah, yeah. The reason that he freezes on the curve is because he nearly falls down a drain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, but then he holds oh, it. Yeah, he yeah, holds yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But then he holds it. So, like Usain Bolt. Yeah, oh. search, uh, give that kid the Pushcast Monday. That got me thinking about the actual Pushcast Award. Uh, I'm a big fan of um, Ferenc Pushkas anyway. Um, I've read quite a lot about him over the years, and we had a great picture of him at his sausage factory in, in Mundell, his, his, his own sausage factory in his name. I love the stuff that's been coming out recently about um, the Spurs manager and, Post- I can't pronounce his surname, and Postelegku. Either way, um, he spent a lot of time Again. with um, Pushkas <laughs> when Pushkas was managing in South Melbourne or whatever. I didn't um, know this. Yeah, and um, Postle- Ange oh. was his uh, driver and um, uh, translator because uh, uh, Pushkas managed in Panathinaikos, Panathinaik- so he spoke Greek. Wow. So he learned a lot of his football knowledge I off Pushkas. did not know this. It's a beautiful connection, that is. What a story that is. Genuinely, I've not heard that one. Uh, come come to me, don't you? Talk about you being on the ones and twos. A few tweets, retweeted, <laughs> something already exists. I've just put, pulled that out of the ether. Big hand. Because yeah. he seems like a fucking genuinely nice boy. Yeah, and, he, and he, he was really into the way Pushkas talked about football, which was attack, 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 attack. Anyway, I looked at a few past Pushkas awards, and there's been some some good volleys in there. There's also been a few years when how the goals that have won it mm. have have won it. I don't know again, and Messi's been robbed of it every about five times. Yeah, but this one is a is a lesser known cut, I would say. It is Hamit Altintop this. playing for Turkey against Kazakhstan in two thousand and ten. And have a look at this. Whoa! Oh, fuck me! It's another goal straight from a corner. They're it, cropping up. We it is another goal them. straight from a corner. But the thing the about angle. this one is he is at the far. <laughs> The corner is taken from the left. He is on the far right-hand side of the box. Let's play it again. The ball gets oh. drilled over to him. He is miles oh. away. It's going away from him. Oh. And fucking hell, he hits. I mean, what a strike. That the is. fact that he hits at that post as well. You would think he would go across. but he It's just such it... a delicious strike. Fucking Look at it from hell. here. Look at it from that angle. <laughs> I mean, it is so, it's a it, it's a real once in a lifetime strike and um and the pack the corner that's a 40 yard pass oh, itself you it's, know it, yeah. it's wonderful and and Alton Top, I'd say um a, a bit of a cultish figure who sort of was yeah. around played for Bayern Munich for a long time yeah. had a bit of a uh, disastrous spell at um Real Madrid but was yeah. mostly known for um being part of that glorious Turkey team in the sort of late 2000s, did did yeah. well in a, a couple of back-to-back tournaments yeah. and did really well in 2008, didn't they? Mm. When um, Spain won. Under, under fa- yeah, Fatih Terim when he came, yeah. came back. Yeah, Fatih Terim. Yeah. Not that fat. No, no. No, fucking wouldn't mess with him, though, would you? Fatih Terim. Oh, my You would not God. fuck with Fatih Terim, no. But So, Altin Top, he was the only Turkish player, weirdly, to make the, the, the squad of the tournament at that that Euros um, but he was played right back he was he was, a, he was a midfielder by trade played right back he assisted all three goals in their comeback against the Czech Republic in that mm. tournament right. just a, a very good footballer and a brilliant a brilliant volley and I haven't got a lot more to say about it than that otherwise other than a deserved winner of the push cast what goal from the clubs you support would you ah. like to put up for a retrospective push push cast I would like to put George and Dar's goal against Preston in 2003 up for the Puskas. He picks up the ball midway inside the Wolves' half. He runs in what is essentially a straight line 
past about seven Preston players, but he's far too quick to for any of them to do anything about it, and he puts the ball in the bottom corner. It's 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 my favourite goal scored by my favourite player. That'll do. Not a volley, but I can I can cope with that because you've you how lovingly you told it, Seb. Oh, if it's not a volley, I've got one. But, but yeah. there's a, there's there's a lost there's a Maradona goal I would put up for a retrospective pushcuts, which is better than all of his um all of his great goals, which is a, a vertical lob um, from about. He's about six yards away from the keeper when he does it, mm. and the ball goes pretty much straight. Like pretty a scoop. Goes straight, no, he doesn't, but he doesn't scoop it. He stabs his foot under it like that, and it goes straight up in the air. Like and a... as it's going in the air, he's already started walking off because he knows. <laughs> and it goes over the top of the keeper and just rolls over the line. It's for, it's for Napoli. I would put that up for a retrospective. He was incredible at that stab thing, wasn't he? Because there's videos where he's stabbing the ball and it backspins back to him, and he stabs it again. Backspins back to him. He stabs it again. Yes, yes. I think... Um, Maradona's law, by the way, there. It took us 11 cool. minutes yeah. for the podcast to start talking about Diego Maradona. Which club are you going to pick? I'm going to go from... <laughs> I don't know if this will mean too much for my... More people. bloody clubs <laughs> than Nick Faldo, eh? Hey? <laughs> oh, here he is, Tiger Woods. I'm going to go from Diego Maradona to Nathan Smith, who was a young lad that came to Yeovil in, back in 2008. But he was basically a, a computer... He was part-time work... He had a part-time job as a... I think he was working in computing or something. Like I that. love you, sir. And he came and we were playing Stockport in the league. And you know when a young player and a player comes up from non-league into the football league and just thinks, fuck it. and just Yeah, I'm, I've got I'm, one I'm, shot. Yeah, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going for this. And talking of having one shot, he just grabbed the ball in midfield. He was, a, he was a fullback, so he just grabbed the ball in midfield, just carried on running and absolutely unleashed from 35 yards. And I think it might have been his, like, it was only one of his first few games. And it was just like the sheer joy of it when he said when he scored, and then celebrated. You're like, that's what football. Certainly, I remember as a kid, you know, non-league football. But that's what football was all about for me. Just the sheer joy. And he, he ended up. Nathan Smith is a is a very well known non-league player, I should say, because he spends his summer his summers, I would say, or his off season doing um, meditation stuff and going to like Nepal for nice. three, four weeks and that. He was quite well known in Lucky bastard. in, in non-league I'd circles. I'd fucking love to go. Dulwich, he's played for, he's at Hashtag United or he was at Hashtag United. I wouldn't climb, um, I love this guy. I wouldn't climb the, I wouldn't climb a mountain. Like I wouldn't do Everest or anything like that. I think it's, it, 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 I think it's insanity and especially after watching the film oh, Sherpa. Mm. But I would like to walk in the foothills. I'd like yeah, to yeah. do the trek yeah, to the yeah, foothills yeah, of yeah. the Himalayas. What about you, Tommy? What um, what goal? My pus, my retrospective puskas. If we're going volley, I am saying Skulls versus Bradford, mm. um, where Beckham. It's similar to the one we just spoke about. And if not volley, the year two thousand. If not volley, I don't really like to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, but the counter attack against Arsenal in the Champions League semi final, where Jisung Park passes to Ronaldo, Ronaldo flicks it back. Jason Park pass pass it to Rooney, who's just bursting down the wing, mm. and then Ronaldo's run about sixty yards, and he gives it back to Ronaldo. It's just my favourite counter attacking goal. We 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 did that against Arsenal a couple of times. Rooney did it the next season, but I love a counter attack. I love goal. A, I love a good counter attack. Yeah, yeah, they are. When the pieces all fit, yeah, the, the moving pieces all my, fit. <laughs> my dad's always said like um, long range goals, especially from players who don't do them often. They're not really, he doesn't see them as great goals. The the best goals are team goals. You know, the Jack, the Jack Wilshire one oh. against uh, 
I can't remember, but it won the Premier League goal yeah, of the yeah, season yeah. that year. There was a, They're my favourite goals. So, yeah. so I feel like we've taken the shine off um, Alton Top nah. there by tan, you know, by, by going off on one. But look, I can't say anything more than it was a fucking great goal, it's and he was a good player, and he was part of a very good Turkish team, in, in, including some some big names, your your, your Tunkais and your and your um, some good players, Rushdarakba. Yeah, he would have Still been. Lying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John Rambo as I live and breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, someone you would not mess with. Rusty Rekba? Yeah. No, no, no. I wouldn't. Um, He'd just tear your head off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'd prefer to fight a small bear <laughs> than an angry, naked Rusty Rekba. Yeah. <laughs> what a player. Why did he do that? Did we... John Rambo's his hero. Sylvester Sloan's his hero. That was what. Is that why he did it? Is yeah. that true? Oh, yeah. I thought you were. Uh, this sounds like something that isn't true. But if it's true, it's true. Well, why wouldn't it be? That's exactly who he looks like. Yeah. Of course it's not true. It's anti-glare paint. <laughs> <laughs> anti-glare paint? Yeah, that's what it's called, yeah. 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 Or maybe he thought he was a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I might start doing it for the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have that on. There are, these lights are quite bright, to be fair. Birdo gum shield in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. Hamid Altintop. Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's Adventures in Clubland, lads. It is. We're off. We're out on the town. We're in a new city. We've gone into the worst nightclub. The floors are sticky. It's that fake, The local frow lines want nothing to do with us right this We are dancing together. Tommy's got his socks pulled over his trainers. Yeah. Tommy's got his socks pulled over his trainers. Seb's had a huge dribbly piss and has got a massive <laughs> massive patch on his jeans and, uh, and Birdo's outside yeah. trying to buy talcum powder off a of Lithuanian <laughs> this is the best the greatest weekend of my life the greatest weekend of my life <laughs> lads lads all lads. the lads oh god all the lads we're just here all just loving each other all just loving each other <laughs> if that's my so role good. I'll take I'll it <laughs> You got, and I've, I often think these things are shit, 
But you got one of those. Um, what are they called? The uh, voice. Uh, no, my my best friend Dan got me a cameo. For cameo. Me, that's for, it for my thirtieth birthday. Thomas Gray. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I interviewed him. Is that Birdo? James Birdo. I'm only having a pretty brilliant thirtieth uh, birthday party. There. What is it? An eleven aside. Eleven aside. Brilliant. 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 I heard the girls are playing them. Hmm. Are they? <laughs> this girls can play football. Oh, right. Anyway. Psh, psh, <laughs> have a couple for me I've tried to get an invite but Dan said it's a very special birthday <laughs> anyway just I just want to say have the greatest weekend of your life oh, that is incredible and uh, me and Johnny Sharples the funniest guest ever on your fest I would say was oh is he yeah very very, very, very oh, funny that's one. good to know and uh, <laughs> by the way you if know. anyone wants me to do anything cameo wise for me just uh, DM me <laughs> My my fa- my fa- <laughs> anything probably Seb. better Owen Owen's probably best you know, my my favorite Any, thing anything Seb <laughs> no <laughs> anything not any no 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 not anything that, that's that's not cameos not eighteen <laughs> that's not cameo he, he, that's only it's got to be PG or maybe twelve could probably vary into twelve A adventures in Clubland right come <laughs> on you're getting all giddy <laughs> it's Seb it is Seb yeah and at the script review this morning um, we had. <laughs> a last minute change there was a last minute oh, really? for, for reasons we will not go into for reasons we will but not redacted but a, a baddie a baddie a baddie nearly snuck through yeah not allowed, not allowed into the club not allowed into club no <sighs> no no absolutely not no 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 this one would be getting um, head yeah. head stoved in by the bouncers yeah yeah and, and we'd not, all be cheering name's not Danny not coming in we'd all be that. cheering yeah go yeah. on you might even run over and give him a slow boot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on the way yeah. past but anyway anyway who is any- coming in what here we go. Seb. Sometimes things uh, things happen for a reason, don't they? So this is this is lovely because a lot of my adventures in Clubland have either been from the Memory Bank or the Mind Palace, whatever you call it, or watching the gr- internet. The internet. No, no. Or the or I know grainy videos on the internet. That Jesus have... Christ, Seb. No, Get no, on with it. Yeah, yeah. You yes. horny bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I've had the absolute pleasure and joy of finding out a lot more. This person has reminded me why I love modern football, so to speak. Oh. oh this yeah. person is Xavi Simons. Yeah, no, we're talking And we're talking about his one-year spell at PSV. Which ended in, in, in May this year. Very recently, yeah, yeah. This is a very, very new, very new uh, selection for adventuring Clubland. But I've got to say... We're, we're fans of the modern game. We're fans we of the old fan- game. We're fans of the middle game. We're fans of the fans future fans game. The we're just fans of the bloody game. We are fans of the bloody game. Because as he that said, said in episode four, Seb, football, it's done all right, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but as yeah, a non-league weirdo as I am, there's I shouldn't necessarily know too much about this player or I don't go out of my way to find out too much about this or you know anyway, this player became a bit of a, a bit of a sensation on social media and, and YouTube because did some videos that went a bit viral when he was, you know, young. Um, there's one video of him, a comp from when he was at Barcelona, which is his first club, that was entitled The Future of FC Barcelona. And it's just mm. three minutes of him, age 13, just doing bits. I think that's what the kids and, say. And I remember that happening there. Well, James will say, no, they don't say that anymore. They say this. Yeah. Don't ask him because he doesn't know either. But um, <laughs> I think... I remember this from from the from the time I was probably coaching at the time, and you know the, the, of course, the, the yeah. kids the kids would have been watching it. But um, you sort of thought you won't be here for a minute. A minute. Exactly, it'd be it'd be done. He, he, you know, it'll be Freddie a dude by the time he's fifteen. Sonny Pike, you might be our Sonny. You know, the Sonny Pike of yeah, young, young kids, very similar, long curly hair that just didn't end up doing. He's in a Nike advert at fourteen. 
You know, Mino Raiola becomes his agent at 16. He's got 3 million followers. And then he signs for PSG as well. You know. I remember being really disappointed then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Really disappointed. Because it was like, oh, is he a brand? Because he's gone from... He's le- I understand why he was leaving Barca. Barcelona needed to uh, pull some economic levers. Uh, yeah. But then he ended up at PSG, which I was only disappointed about because I didn't think he'd play. And he didn't play. Yeah. He didn't exactly. He's behind Neymar, Mbappe, and then and then Messi. And whilst training with them, he's learning even more things. But he was given the opportunity last summer to move, and he moved to PSV in Holland. Great and, club. And we've spoken we've spoken about um, PSV before, and we'll, I'm sure we will again. But we did a whole bloody program about Ronaldo going there as a youngster. We, you know, many players have gone there out of the glare of some of the bigger European leagues, but also the opportunity to express themselves. Doesn't, it's not a loan move. He gets bought and there's a, a very ridiculously low uh, clause inserted in the contract, which we'll come back to a bit later on. But let's just... It's fair to say I watched 10... There's a 10-minute video of his 22 goals and 12 assists. Not, not bad numbers. Not bad numbers for a 19-year-old in a league he's never... I mean, he is Dutch, but he's always played his football abroad. He's played for the the various Dutch youth teams, but he's playing under Ruud van Nistelrooy, who basically, Rude. by all accounts, gives him the freedom to What's be... What's with the long face, Ruud? You've got Javi Simmons <laughs> playing for you. <laughs> he gives him the freedom and he's, he plays a lot on the wing, but he also plays, he starts to play as a number nine. He's, he, basically, he, he's, he's, the, he's a, a phenomenon in this league. 19 years old, and they finish second. He scores all these goals. Some of the, the video is ten minutes, but it is ten beautiful minutes. Everything seems so effortless. He's so cool and calm in like pressure situations. It just I, I, it's hard to believe that's a nineteen-year-old kid. You know, a nineteen-year-old kid with so much expectation, so much weight on his shoulders. Mm. This if he doesn't do it now, then people are going to go, okay, Barca, PSG. He's not really. Then he's then he's fucked. But of course he does it and. It, uh, as a as a forty two year old, you know, non league weirdo, <laughs> I absolutely you need love... to stop saying that. Sorry, uh, I, I just don't think that's all you are. Seth. No, no, okay. I think you've typecast yourself now as a okay. non league weirdo. Yeah, fair I point. think you're a fair weirdo. <laughs> yeah, 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 you just don't watch that much non league anymore. No, as no, a, it's as true. a forty two year old weirdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a forty two year old weirdo. That's a fair... <laughs> How do I see that? Okay, maybe it's. My... Maybe, maybe more to the point. Had I seen any of these goals and assists? Had I seen any of these goals or assists before I watched the video this morning? Uh, I might have seen a couple on social media without really paying much attention. I knew that he was good. What? Just a? It's just joy. It's just joy, and it's. We talked earlier on, or maybe in the previous episode, about celebrations. He loves scoring. He loves assisting. He's celebrating the assist on his own to the crowd. And I don't think that's someone who's like, look at me. That's someone who loves being part of something. Yeah, and there must have been times, I don't know anything about his family, but there must have been times when he might have even doubted he's going to make it because he's had a lot of pressure to be on a kid and fucking hell. But if he's going out and doing it, his dad was a player, wasn't he? But but PSG have had him back, right? This is where, you know, he 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 shares the golden boot in Holland. They finish second, get into the Champions League. Ruud van Nistelrooy has done very well in his first, you know, managerial stint there. Why are you so unhappy, Ruud? What's the long face? (laughs) And and I will just say what Ruud van Nistelrooy, who's played with and worked with, you know, a number of very good players. And was a brilliant brilliant Unbelievable. His mentality, his mindset, it's unprecedented. It's a boy of only 19 years old, but Xavi is already much further advanced and just a pure professional. And I, you know, that says says an awful lot about him. It's really exciting, isn't it? To, to, to this because it's almost preordained that as Ronaldo and Messi go over the hill, 
mm. we will have Haaland and Mbappe to take their place, yeah. right? Mm. But if it's just that, we need more players like this. We need more players coming exactly. through to get excited about. Do you know what I mean? Like, and this almost feels like certainly for you. Yeah, I can tell because you know you've you've educated yourself a little bit, but it's yeah, like the old school of finding out about a player at a World Cup or something, mm. right? Which which yeah. happens which happens less. Yeah, and I, I think what happens at the end of the season, Ruud van Nistelrooy has left PSV, citing a lack of support. Not much else out there apart from that. Xavi Simons is still a, a PSV player, but there's a clause in the contract when they when they bought him that said that PS, PSG had first refusal on him and could and could buy him for six million. But only in July, and um, it was very short term. But PSG obviously went. Well, this is a no-brainer. So they bought him back, and they've pretty much immediately loaned him out to RB Leipzig. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, the the Bundesliga is a step up from the Eredivisie. I'm guessing RB Leipzig. They like to give young players freedom, and well, he's going in to replace um, Schlobersley, isn't he? You signed for Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. All I would say is, if you, if like me, you perhaps didn't know who he was and might think he's an Instagram footballer, shall we say, or social media footballer, he is. He is a delight, and it'd be. I'm very excited to see what happens next because he's going to. He was he was in the squad for the Dutch World Cup team. He came on a couple of times, didn't he? But isn't his um, his brother's a footballer as well, isn't he, sir? Brother's a footballer as well. And What's his brother's name? <clears throat> Fastino. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me a bit of uh, Odegaard's career. You know how he was, he was hyped shot. up from the age of 15. Yeah. Football manager. Yeah, yeah. And oh, it was God. probably pre-Instagram when he was really hyped. It was it was there, you know. But he, he wasn't like an Instagram star, but Twitter, football manager, FIFA, etc. Went to Real Madrid quite early. Didn't quite happen, but went on various... I can't remember where he went between Madrid and Arsenal. Mm. There was somewhere, but... Sociedad. But yeah. turned out well. Is he starting? Well. Um, is Xavi uh, Simmons Simons? Is he starting a good old-fashioned dream career here? Because if you look at it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. start out in the Barca Academy. You lay on your yeah. son. You, me, one of us. We're laying yeah, our yeah, sun yeah. lounger. We're trying to get to sleep. Yeah. We're thinking, oh, I'll do a bit of dream career to get to sleep. Yeah. Started at Barca. He's gone to Paris. Quick little loan back in the Netherlands. Spend a bit of time with your nan. <laughs> Yes. No, now he's going, no, no. This now, is this is it. Now he's going to Germany. He'll he'll automatically he'll probably come back to PSG. Few years there. Still only 24, 25. Where's he going now? Wherever the big club wants him. Is he going to the Prem? He's also the the new face of Puma King. He is the Puma King ultimate. Right? Yeah. So he is. Yeah. <sighs> what a boot. I'm genuinely excited to see how he does. Great. Love it. Love it. A real adventure. Are you looking to join a club? Well, how about Club Mundial? It's what we call our subscriber offering. And it's the best club in the world, we think. For only £10 a quarter, you get the magazine through your door, a tidy little membership card, 20% off all Mundial merchandise and discounts at classic football shirts, all press espresso, art of football and Percival menswear. What more do you want? You also get priority access to events, subscriber-only merchandise and a weekly Club Mundial newsletter. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the description to subscribe today. We'll see you at the bar. We'll go straight in. We're going into the Mundial archive now. Um, it, it is. I'm going to do a quick introduction. I'm going to talk about the cover here. It is the 1899. It was the uh, the. It is the anniversary of Marseille, and we've got issue f- 18. Mm, issue 18 of Mundial magazine says it there, top right. 
And it's the old logo, the old logo that looks thin and spindly and anemic these days before Al re redrew it because it's someone else's font. But um, kick-ups, old stickers, Greek gods, new kits and smoke bombs at the top there, which is the, that's known as a top hit for any uh, people who, like, who need to know more about magazines. But then it says, Marseille, exclamation mark, James Bird, that's him, because I wrote this, slides two-footed into the old port and finds a city throbbing with football fever. The picture there is... Um, James did take the photo. Yeah. Let's just say it's, it's, it, it, it's a photo from the cathedral, up by the cathedral, and yep. there's that amazing pitch down at the bottom in Marseille. It's a beautiful picture. And Look, we'd be fair to say I art-directed it, and, 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 and yeah. James was like... Remotely, remotely art-directed yeah, yeah. yeah. you Head chef, sous chef, that sort of thing. No, no. Yes! No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, in the Monday, you knew what you were doing there, Seb. In the Mundial Archive today, James is going to James is going to read from and tell us about his brilliant piece, from when he slid two-footed into the old port and found a city throbbing with football fever. It's very kind of you, and you've always been a great, a great, <laughs> a great supporter of my work. Thank you, thank you, James. In 2018, uh, I was commissioned to go to the city of Marseille to write a cover story about football culture there. And football culture is obviously a very general term. So I thought I thought that I would identify three or four specific things to um, go and uh, write about. Mm. So one of those things was a uh, small a small club in the suburbs called Air Bell, which is sort of in the area near where Zidane was from. And it was... Um, yeah, sort of underfunded area and the community really hinged on the relationships that can be built at a football club like that. One of the other elements of football culture that I wanted to look at was the street art there because there are some brilliant, brilliant um, paint, not you know, not just graffiti artists and not just mm. painters, but stencil artists and people uh, who do all sorts in terms of Marseille's uh, football team on the walls in Marseille. Uh, I also obviously wanted to go to a game and the game that I went to ended in a riot. And, uh, <laughs> oh. Not just because uh, you were there. Not just because <laughs> I was there. You um, got tear gassed, didn't you? I got tear gassed. Yep, I ended up having to throw tear gas canisters back out and had my scarf around my neck. Come back thinking he was bloody Bill Burford, didn't he? <laughs> I did a little bit because I had a knife pulled on me as well. Um, well, it is or, your profile picture on your WhatsApp. It still, still. is, yeah. So, and I also <laughs> wanted to tell the story of Marseille's incredible and unique uh, fan group really because it's represents a demographic of the city potentially more than any of the football clubs does best, best dressed um, mm -hmm. teenagers in Europe in yeah. Marseille without a shadow yeah, of yeah, really. yeah. and it, it's probably they're, they're a Napoli I mean Owen mentioned mm -hmm. it I think in the intro port cities for me are always very very interesting places so I don't know Liverpool yeah. Napoli um, and, and Marseille are three of my favourite cities in Europe Hamburg Rotterdam and Rotterdam these are places where cultures mix and mm -hmm. uh, you know things happen port, port it would be very easy to say melting pots well I didn't want to say melting no, pots no I know yeah. but you did well but port city, I think Barcelona I, I think I said in the, in the article that port cities are on the edge they're on the edge between the sea and the land and when things are on the edge interesting things happen so you have interesting nice. football teams the bit that I'm going to read I managed to uh, get the contact for a guy who I'm going to call P for this and he's part of the old guard no face no case no face no case the core founders of the commando ultra 84 who are the first ultras group um, in the whole of France do you know my only problem with ultras 
Go on. Is they call themselves things like Commando yeah. Ultras 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it sure. all sounds a bit fucking... And I think it all sounds the same whenever you speak to them. But the reason I'm going to read this is because I think that the way he describes being part no, of I that think, group... No, I remember how brilliant it is, but is, I just... Yeah. Is, really, is really beautiful. And it felt, it felt very fresh to me the way that he explained it. So he first... Uh, P first saw um, Marseille play at the Velodrome when they were in the second division in 1983 and from that moment he changed. And this is what he said to me about uh, founding it and, and what it's like to be part of it. On August the 31st, 1984, we created CU84. The philosophy was simple, 100% OM support, only blue and white and nothing else. We say that we are twice, à jamais le premier, the first fraternity, the first ultras band of France and the first and only French club who won the Champions League. Football lives passionately in Marseille because it has great importance in in the lives of the people who find comfort in the victories against the difficulties of life. Marseille is a city that is proud, poor and popular. And within that, Loem is a very old institution. And so, love is transmitted through generations of the Marseille. It is there for all who arrive in the city throughout whatever period of immigration. Whether that be Armenians, Italians, Portuguese, Maghrebians, you can become Marseille thanks to it to Olympic Marseille and the culture around it. Mm. The football culture here is different. It's more passionate, spontaneous, volcanic than in other cities of France, but also more anarchic with anger and violence when the team is not doing well. And with football changing, expanding and becoming even more focused on money, it is the fight of the ultra to preserve the popular culture of football in a context where we also feel a lot of repression and of policing. Sometimes I dream of the stands. The sounds, the colours, the songs. The Virage is a world separate, a world of strong sensations, one of the most beautiful things in the world. My favourite memories are of April 1986, when the group was still in a phase of growth, and it was in gr of growth and it was difficult to convince the public and supporters to participate in TIFOs. There is, of course, amongst other moments, the collective hysteria and madness, like a tsunami around Bolly's winning goal in the Champions League final against AC Milan in 93. That goal and the moment that followed the final for the ultras it is the most beautiful of our lives. Today, it's not always easy to carry on, but it's still a pleasure to meet your friends of 35 years at the same place in the popular bend behind your VL guard flag. To have collectively created an ultra movement and a new way and different way of supporting OM, which is part of the heritage and, and DNA, and sometimes coaches and presidents must accept and respect, it's as important as cups and league titles. We love Olympic Marseille too much to ever leave it in the wrong hands. Oh, that is got shivers. Pretty good, that. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. That is beautiful. Well, it's easy to fetishize ultras, and too many Sorry, people yes. do that, but I don't think that's what I like about exactly. that. It isn't doing that. It's no. stripping it back to what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Friendship. That's what I like. The, the 35 year, like, the, yeah. That, yeah. that bit got me. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Um, it, yeah. It look, I mean, obviously, it looks an incredible place to go and experience football. Well, none of us, you know, none of us have that in our football life. No, not at all. No. Not at all. No. You've had, you know, you've had a bit of it, you know, well, whatever, but we haven't got that. Yeah. No. I think it's the same no. as, I think it, you know, we mentioned it with regards to fanzines. It's the same as that. It's counterculture. It's counter to what the club are telling you and counter to what the league wants you to be. It's a form of camaraderie, especially in a place like Marseille, which is underfunded and does have, you know, 
big uh, differences in, in the economics and, and the opportunities for the different people that live there. If you've got one group of people who are saying, doesn't matter where you're from or what, you know, what you do during the week. I was, what, was, what would Marseille have been? I don't know if any of you have like written or researched on this, but what would that city like after it won the European Cup? It must have been insane. Yeah. Yeah, it would like Napoli this summer. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. Chaos. I love it. I love. Beautiful. I love it as a city. I love that it's. I'd love to go. I love that it's a bit pokey. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. That it's a bit on top of itself. I love that. I don't even mind the whiff of danger, to be honest. Nice. That's brilliant. why I like Naples. It probably sounds. Yeah, it's, it's super similar to Naples. And, and it, you know, you may you may get mugged, but you can get mugged anywhere. But and yeah. I think you've got to know how to carry yourself in places like that. And, yeah. and, and generally, if you don't, if you manage to look like the sort of person who shouldn't be mugged, you will be all right. But you still might get mugged. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, ba- it's basically don't talk to people. Exactly. Just talk to people. It's basically don't be a knob end. And and look people in the eye. Look people in the eye. Yeah. Talk to them and stuff like that. And 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 Don't break shirt. down and break well break down the, the the barriers between groups of people who have been looked down on. Thanks for letting me write that piece. That's that's five years ago now. And long time. all joking aside, we get that picture sent to us quite quite regularly by people who have seen it previously and gone to Marseille and then go, oh, you know. You know what it reminds me of that picture, the latest Arctic Monkeys album, that sort of angle, uh, yeah. the car. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. Like you're a voyeuristic looking above. What we should also probably mention here is um, there's two goats on the on the cover. I drove Alex mad making him cut those out. No, but it's there. so worth it. That's no, great, that. Should we all go to Marseille? Alleluia. I would love to go. Please. But can I, can I get, can we get the train? Yep. The super fast train. I can get us some Valiums. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> French trains. French, French trains are brilliant. I did it all the way to St. Well, to St. Etienne via Lyon. My favourite thing about ever writing a feature like that is just talking to people and and letting them telling their stories rather than telling my interpretation of what i think their story is but um there was a guy that i took a photo of called richard who um i met outside the ground when i went five years ago um and yeah chatted for 10 minutes and had some pastis with him and got a little bit pissed i went back to marseille in may five years later and i was in sort of basically the same place it's opposite a um housing estate where the village the stand mm-hmm. is and i was having a bit and i looked to my right and i was like no way <laughs> And it was Richard, and I went over and I had my sunglasses on, and I just tapped him on the shoulder, and I was like, "Bonjour, ça va?" And he just looked at me and went, "James, yeah. no way, no, it's the same place, yeah. it's the same place. I see you. How you doing? How you doing?" Fucking love. We it. have to go to Marseille. And he had an injury with his vocal cords. <laughs> in those five I think years. my French accent's okay. It's. I think it's good. It's the. It's your best one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of a bad bunch. <laughs> better, <laughs> bad, better than your back country one. <laughs> hey. enjoying this podcast but not really ready to subscribe to a print magazine well you need the mundale gateway drug why not sign up to our weekly newsletter you'll get exclusive writing discounts recommendations and some really really random references follow the newsletter link in the show description and see what you're missing out on Right then. Oh no. It's musty. It's Tommy Stewart's Rusty Trombola. Gusty, musty, rusty, dusty. Go on then, Tom, take it away. Take it away, baby. Bake them away, toys. 
The concept of this quiz, if you haven't heard it before, is I will pick a game, any point in history. I will name two teams. These guys will have to pick a player. Well, I will pick a player, a position on one of the teams, and these guys will have to guess who that is. Owen is, I don't think anyone won last week. No, I won last week. Uh, Owen is on. The quiz won, Tommy, not you. Yeah, yeah, okay. I am the quiz. I am the quiz. (laughs) Currently, I will go through the league table. Owen is first with 27 points. We're nearly halfway through the season. 27? Assad is second with six. (laughs) James is joint second with six. And Seb is third or fourth, or just bottom. Just bottom with third, with uh, three. I get get a real brain freeze during these quizzes. Seb, what is your buzzing noise? Hello? I like it. Okay. Just do that. I was trying to be James Bird. No, go with go with what you want. Alleluem, alleluem. Owen's just giving Seb a hell of a look. Owen, what is your noise? No, I enjoyed his. I enjoyed Seb's little hello. Stick with it then. Owen, okay. what's your noise? I'm just not sure he'll be able to replicate it. No, we shall see. He's not uh, going to need it anyway, is he? Let's face it. Oh, <laughs> fine. Funny, it's funny. It's true though. Oh, yeah, I get a real brain freeze in these moments. Yeah, same. I'm stumped. Do that then. How's that? I see what he's done there. He's I word see. He's good. Yeah. Gone from stumped to how's that? How's that? No, I'm not doing how's that. Yeah. It sounds French though, doesn't it? And then you it think does. about uh, French cricket. How's that? How's how was he? Nice. Let's go to Marseille and play French cricket on the beach. How was he? It's 26 of November 2013. Oh. It's the champions. Deep inside of- the bowels of Tottenham Hotspur. Sorry, go on. <laughs> a five foot seven man is doing tickets. We are at the Emirates. It's the Champions League. It's the group stages. Uh, Jack Wilshire's only bloody scored two goals. It's against Marseille. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. How, did, how did I think of that? What I want to know is who was playing left wing for Arsenal that day? 2013. I was a... Owen. Andre Oshvin. Um, Hello? Uh, oh. Seb White. Sammy Nazari. No. Oh. Hallelujah. James Bird. Emmanuel Frimpong. No. How oh. is they? Owen. Alexander Hleb. No. Hallelujah. James. Theodore Wilcott. No, he was playing, but no. How is they? Mazat Ozil. No, oh, he was God. playing uh, number 10. Hallelujah. James Bird. Santi. Santi Cazola. No. How is they? Owen. Lukas Podolski. No. Hello? Fucking hell. You'll get it. You will get it. Uh, Flamini. Seb. No. Oh, shit. Fucking midfield, central midfield. I know, but this, this, well, no, but this, is, this is the game. This is the... He tricks us. No, no, it's not really a trick. No, okay, fine. He's a left winger then? Well, he's attacking, you know, front three. Front three. Hello? No, oh. it's not Arshavin. No, yeah, sorry. Okay, so he's not French. Well, Arshavin's Russian. <laughs> no, no, but I thought I thought he'd pick someone that was French. Quizmaster can't win this one because you you should you're all smart boys. Okay, no. mm. Come on, boys. Hello, Eduardo. Oh, nope. I'm fucking goosed here. Okay, I believe from my I'll give you one more clue from my memory. I think they signed him from Dortmund. Ah, hello, Subway. Thomas Rizicki. Yes. Oh. You're, you're, you're Finally, joint, you're joint second. 
Very much of the Hleb and Arsh have been oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. We say we named all of them apart from that one. Yeah. He's a be- he was a better player than both of them. I agree. Tom oh, Zicky's yeah, yeah. better player than Hleb and but, uh, but, He was a fucking great player. Yeah. Like Zicky? Yeah. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Well done, Seb. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh, God. I'm pleased. Pleased to just start. I'm buzzing for you. Yeah, yeah. So, now... Um, buzzing, just- cousin. <laughs> cousin. <laughs> just in case uh, you forgot the league table, let's go through it again very quickly. Owen is top with 27 points. Joint second now is Assad <laughs> on six, James on six, and Seb on six. Co-second. No, joint. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Co-joint, whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. Well done, Seb. Well done, Seb. The comeback is on. Ins and outs, outs and ins, stolen, purloined, nicked, filched from the end um, and various other magazines. But yeah, filched from the end, the famous Liverpool fanzine, which is apt since we're talking about fanzines today. I'm going to start with big, big, big blue Seb White. Blue by name, blue by nature. Oh. <laughs> Not blue by name, white. Blue by shirt, blue by nature. Yeah, my... Bit of blue for the other dads. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna put in. Or I want to put in shin pads. The modern version of shin pads. I love how small they are, and they just slide into the little socks. Do you wear them? Uh, not yet, but imagine because be, I've I've often thought I've done a thing. I get away with it. I'm forty. Don't know if I can get away with it, but I bought over some, and ah, oh, the freedom of movement, and I think it's I think it's good. Imagine how small Jack Grealish's shin pads would look on your big legs. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous how small they are. But I remember when I was a kid having the big Sondico ones, which seemed like they were fun at the time. But with the ankle th- bit, yeah, yeah. Well. God, it must yeah. be stuck. Major ankles look Watching so a- fat. Isn't it? It's like you're wearing. Exactly. A, it's like you're wearing a cast. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And made it, like cricket pads. And made it difficult to trap the ball as well. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my point. Bounce off it. Yeah. They're not like cricket pads. <laughs> no, no. But they're, my point. No, they're not. No, but. My, I'm, I'm my all, point is, you know, I'm all for exaggeration, said, but come on. Okay, they're, they're far too big, <laughs> and I like the fact, and I can even see in Ava's play since she's got them how she is more, f- you know, really, it, yeah, why it is really, really in- interesting. Are I, they yeah. dangerous? More dangerous? Well, less safe, less safe. There's a well, if if they are, yeah. worth millions and millions of pounds are wearing them. Of course, the game has changed though. You you shouldn't be getting as many um, ankle breaking and true. breaking tackles anymore. Exactly. Just, and there just aren't as many. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, there's not. That's true. In yeah. James Bird. Well, I might have spoken before about how bad I am at kick-ups. Yeah, and uh, yeah every every week since I've, yeah. been I've <laughs> yeah. seen it. I've, you won't play me at two-touch anymore because yeah. you can't beat me. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, You are quite good at two-touch, though, to be fair. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And um, I've started practicing kick-ups in the house by myself. Oh, God. Something that I never used to do. Next, week's, next week in outs, <laughs> doing kick-ups in the house. <laughs> That's, that seems a great idea. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a little flat size one ball. Well, then you're cheating yourself, aren't you? No, a flat size one ball, like the Coca Cola. Yeah, I can't have anything hard in the house because we live. Okay, above, you may as well get a ball on a we string. We live above another. We, ni- we know. We live she above says. another family. Oh. You may as well get a ball on a string and just say you can do five thousand. No, 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 no. It's good. I'm starting I've, I, for the first time ever. I've started to enjoy the idea of practicing something oh, okay. like that. That's interesting. I see. A bit like a hacky sack, like in Californian games. Yeah, fine. But I'm just reference for people. No, it's I good. Get it, it's but... good. It's good for my brain. I've started to get into the zone. If you enjoy it, Jay, I'm not one to 
you know, tell other people what they should and shouldn't do. So yeah. you crack on, brother. Hey, what are you doing in the privacy of your own home? Practice those kick-ups. Where does a where does a cat what does a cat think of all this? James she she goes outside a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Inns, I'm, I've done some uh, catching up with old mates and unexpectedly, and uh, reminding you that you should do it more often because you don't, or I don't. Or we all we all, we all don't, don't. But just yeah, seeing people you haven't seen for ages and remembering that. Beyond just the memories of the times you spent together, you actually like them as people and would like to see them more. And uh, oh, lovely! I think, we should, I think we, we should, should always say yes a bit more. You've been hanging out with Rio again, then? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, you off the list. I know. Sorry, I knew it was a risk. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> um, inventing football games with kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm big into this. So I, I, I was and did a lot of it. I ca I came up with well, it's a game me and my brother used to play when we were kids, and I've been playing it with my football fucking obsessed nephew George. So we have this game where that me and my brother came up with when we were kids, and it's a f it's so fucking fun. What you do is. You write out a load of transfer fees, so it can be like zero, 100 million, 47 million, whatever. And then you value all the world's best players in every position, goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders and strikers. And then you take turns picking out the hat of value. Oh. And if you get zero, then it's like you've got to get Sergio Ramos on a free because he's older or something. We played this game uh, recently for, I reckon we. it takes about an hour each time. And then we give it to my dad, his granddad, who has to judge? We, I write them both down so it's in the same right yeah. handwriting. So my dad doesn't know, and then my dad has to say what the score would be. Of that's, the that's I like that. I oh. like that a lot. That, I like that a lot. That could be good. In 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 in. Out, Seb. Uh, Ferris wheels. Out, James. <laughs> Goalposts without nets. Yeah, out. <laughs> Tommy. Murder documentaries. Too many of them. Algorithm chasing. Shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be made anyway for me. Yes. Especially the current rise in um, making of true crime things where it's just women meeting grisly deaths. Yes. Fucking yeah. find something else to talk about. Thank F you. There's so many more true crimes that could be spoken about. You're looking for a good heist thing or a good yes. robbery, a good anything else. Crypto. No, no, no. It's some other tragic 22-year-old woman butchered by a fucking wronger. Exactly. And her, and her family is still alive and have to know that's going on. So maybe think again about what your fucking choices are. Out. Very fucking out. Convincing. Thank I mean, you. Very convincing. Out. Oh, and you got an out? Yeah, but I, it, it feels like a bit direct. Uh, uh, but I would just say, um, try to appeal to everyone with your output, with your, with your content. I think, um, you know, do good stuff. Don't try and be everything for everyone. Yeah. Try and be something for some people. Is that a way? Of, is the, it is a way of saying we're just going to carry on doing niche stuff? Ferris wheels. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Goalposts without nets. Ferris, Ferris yeah. wheels. Murder documentaries. Can I just explain the Ferris wheels? Or just Out. Seb wants to explain the Ferris wheels. This has been <laughs> reminding you why. This has been reminding you why you love Ferris wheels. <laughs> They're in. <laughs> I have been your host, Owen. Back to the Future Blackhurst. Oh yeah. He has been um, James the Full Monty Bird. He has been Sebastian Full Metal Jacket White, and he has been Tommy Crazy Stupid Love. Stuart, buy our magazine at mundalmag.com. Please, please do. Follow us at mundalmag on Twitter and Instagram. Please, please, please um, rate and share and, and, and review this show. It, it really means a lot. And send it on to people and say, you might like this, and share the clips, and see if you can bump off some of those, some of the fucking losers. <laughs> 
on Facebook who, who exist to leave awful, awful clips, the wums of the world. The wums, yeah. The people yeah. who get, you know, the people who, uh, who get all their um, way of talking about football from the tabloids and just like shouting at other people and have, have probably never been to a game. Yeah. Fucking virgins. Mm. Anyway, I, this has been reminding you why you love Ferris wheels. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. See you later. For once in my life, <laughs> let me get what I want. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football Co production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.